Welcome to a live preaching message from Lighthouse Chapel International, Manhattan, New York. Lighthouse Chapel International, Manhattan is the Apache branch of the Lighthouse Chapel International Churches in the United States of America, where the Word of God is imparted clearly, practically, and comprehensively for present-day living. Our aim is to provide a solid foundation of Bible-based instruction to our church members to equip them to preach and teach the gospel wherever they might be. Join us for a life-changing experience as you listen to this message. Shaddai, El Shaddai, El Leom, 
by the power of the name El Shaddai, El Shaddai, and Kankam Na Adonai. We will praise and lift you high, El Shaddai. We will praise and lift you high, El Shaddai, El Shaddai. We will praise and lift you high, El Shaddai. We will praise and lift you high, El Shaddai. Amen. Whoa. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Put your hands together for God. That was fantastic. Wow. Beautiful. That was beautiful. Hallelujah. You can see that the talents are getting better. The keyboardist, the drummer, the singer. Wow, that was beautiful. El Shaddai. It's one of my favorite songs. Hallelujah. Wow. I love it. Thank you very much. God bless you. First service choir. Amen. You are doing very well. I tell you. You watch and see. El Shaddai. Very good. That's very good. God bless you. Hallelujah. May he be El Shaddai to you. Amen. Come, let me pray over the offering. Hallelujah. Father, we thank you for this offering. We bless it in Jesus' name. Amen. Are you happy to be in church this Sunday morning? I say, are you excited to be in church this Sunday morning? All right. When we come to church, the most important book in the church is the Bible. Hallelujah. So when you go to church, and any church that you go to that they don't read the Bible, don't go again. Do you hear me? When you go to any church, anywhere, they say, once they call a church, make sure they read the Bible. Hallelujah. If they don't read the Bible, get out of that place. Hallelujah. Like, like say you go to a temple. Yesterday, I was, yesterday I, was, I was at a Jewish temple. Yeah. And it was obvious I was in the temple. They read the Torah. The Torah, they will scroll it and they will read. Then they will bless it and they will scroll it. I said, huh. Because I wasn't expecting anything to be read there. The Torah must be read there. And they read it. And I was very blessed. So when you go to a church and don't read the Bible, get out of that place. They start reading comics and stories and Newsweek. Nah, that's not a church. Hallelujah. Because the power is in the word. Amen. So let's, let's get some scripture for the week. Psalm 127 verse 1. Let's memorize some verses. Psalm 127 verse 1. Oh, very good. One, two, go. Except the Lord build a house. They labor in vain. That build it. Except the Lord keep the city. The watchman wicked but in vain. Psalm 127. You know, sometimes I preach a message and I get the Holy Spirit impressing upon me to preach it again and again. Amen. Yeah. So I'm going to preach. I, I preached this message on Tuesday. When I, as I was leaving, the Holy Spirit told me, look, preach this message again. So I'm going to preach it again and I'm going to preach it in the family. So I'm going to preach it again because I, I believe that the Spirit of God wants me to send a message to you. To all of us. Hallelujah. So when I finished preaching on Tuesday, that's how I stepped up and said, preach the message again. I said, yes, Lord, I will obey. 
Hallelujah. Yeah. So I'm going to share that message with you. And I'm going to talk, and, and, and I'm, that, I'm preaching from this book, How to Neutralize Curses. This book, How to Neutralize Curses. Hallelujah. And like I was sharing on Tuesday, you know, I, I have a way of thinking. I don't dwell on the problem. I dwell on the solution. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. You see, if you can find the, if you, if you can identify all the problems and not be able to solve it, what's the point? Hallelujah. So to me, the emphasis is on the solution. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. I don't deny, I mean, if as, if as at now, you don't know there's a curse in the world, then I don't know what's wrong with you. You should know by now that there are curses. I mean, you should know by now that there are curses in the world. Look at what the, what is com- what the world is coming to. And look at your own struggle. You can see that, I mean, look at the amount of time you labor, 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 and the letter that comes to you, something blows over Hallelujah. So you must know that curse, there are curses in the world. Hallelujah. And at this point, you must have a healthy respect for the case. Amen. Like I was like I, from the Bishop was from this book. You see, you must, a lot of us fear demons and evil spirit, but you must fear cases more. Hallelujah. Because the case, you see, the case is the law. The demons are the officers that enforce it. They are just law enforcers. Okay? Do you understand? Just like there is no law that we shouldn't meet here today. And because there's no law that we should not meet here today, you are not, no policeman can come and sack you. Because there's no law. Are you hear me? Are you hear me? Do you understand what I'm saying? Like there's no law. They haven't passed a law that nobody should meet on Sunday morning. Because they, no, no law has been passed as such. No, when you meet here on Sunday morning, no policeman can come and sack you. Hallelujah. But God forbid, if there's a law that there should be no gathering on Sunday morning, then when you come, then they can come and sack you because a law has been passed. So they need to what? Enforce the law. Hallelujah. And that is how it is with curses. Curses are spiritual laws. Curses are spiritual laws. And demons only just enforce the curse. Hallelujah. So the spirit of death, the demon of death, comes to enforce the curse of the death upon your life. So you must have a healthy respect for curses. Amen. And let us learn how to neutralize them. Amen. And there's a, this whole word is cursed. Hallelujah. You see, when you read, like I was saying, when Revelation, let's look at the book of Revelation. 21 verse 9. Are you there? Let's read from verse 9 to 11. And there came unto me one of the seven angels, which had the seven vials, full of the, full of the seven last plagues, and talked with me, saying, Come hither, I will show you, I will show thee the bride, the lamb's wife. Verse 10. 
And he carried me away in the spirit to a great and high mountain and showed me that great city, the holy Jerusalem, descending out of heaven from God. Having the glory of God and her light was like unto a stone, most precious, even like a jasper stone, clear crystal. You see, he was showing him a new city, a new place. And he said, this is how the place looks like. Amen. This is the new Jerusalem, which is about to come. We are not there yet. Amen. Let's go to verse 23. 23. Jump down to 23. And the city, you see, this new Jerusalem, the city had no need, need of the sun, neither of the moon, to shine in it. For the glory of God did lighten it, and the lamp is the light thereof. 24. And the nations of them which are saved shall walk in the light of it. And the kings of the earth do bring their glory and honor into it. And the gates, this is very interesting, and the gates of it shall not be shut at all by day. For there shall be no night there. And they shall bring the glory and honor of the nations into it. Hallelujah. 27. And there shall be in no wise enter, and there shall be in no wise enter into it anything that defileth, neither whatsoever worketh abomination or maketh a lie, but they which are written in the Lamb's book of life. Amen. So he's talking about another city, the new Jerusalem. Amen. Where is another world? You say the new Jerusalem. When this earth passes away, there's going to be another city. And he's describing the characteristic of that city. He said that city, there's no need for the light. Because the Lord himself is the light. And in that city, the gates are not shut. Hallelujah. I said hallelujah. Liars are not welcome in that city. And the glory of God will be seen. Ask you that can you imagine a place where you don't need light? No darkness. Can you imagine a place where when you open your door, you don't have to shut it? Say the door are not shut. I mean, so you know, I'm trying to give you that. So it shows that that well. It's totally different from our world. Our world today is cursed. I mean, the world that we live in, you need to shut your door. <laughs> I said, the world that we live in, you need to what? Shut your door. Can you imagine no, no, not locking your door? Especially in the Bronx. One time, when Bishop came initially, we started a church. We went to visit a, a, a brother in the Bronx, Sheridan. That was my first time going there, Sheridan. I said, let's call Sheridan, isn't it? Then we went there. Then we knocked the door. We rang the doorbell. Then so, who is this? And I mentioned my name. I said, okay, I'm coming. And we were standing, I was standing behind the door with Bishop. And all that could hear is, crack, Oh, they're like, we just, 
someone on maximum security. Because you see, you see, the world, the world we live in is spoiled, cursed, and corrupt. Hallelujah. Light. You need light. We live in a world that, I mean, you imagine, like I was sharing on Tuesday, you imagine that one day there's a power outage and there's no electricity, the lights are shut off in New York City. Can you imagine what will happen? Yeah. And what happened? What happened? The trains were not working. People slept in the city because the lights were out. And you can't turn your lights on in your apartment. Yeah. Even crime. You know how much crime there will be? There was a lot of crime. And evil. Because the world is cursed. They are evil in the world. Hallelujah. But in the new Jerusalem, it's not like that. I say in the new Jerusalem, it's not like that. Hallelujah. Yeah. And it's not only, you see, let me read another scripture. Go to look at this scripture. Revelation chapter 22, verse 1 to 5. Go to 22, verse 1 and 5. Revelation 22, 1 and 5. It's 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 still talking about the new city. And he showed me a pure river of water of life. Clear as crystal, proceeding out of the throne of God and, and of the Lamb. Revelation talk, see, the book of Revelation talks about a new heaven, what is about to come. Amen. So it's given us a picture of the future. In the midst of the, of the street of it, and on either side of the river was there the tree of life, which bare twelve manners of fruits, and yielded her fruit every month. And the leaves of the tree, the leaves of the tree were for the healing of the nations. The leaves of the tree was for what? I said the leaves of the tree was for what? What do you heal? You heal something that is sick. If something is not sick, why does he need healing? I said if something is not sick, why does he need healing? So once healing is needed, it means what? The thing is sick. Hallelujah. For the healing of the nation. And there shall be no more case. That's the point I want to share with you. And there shall be what? So do you believe that there's a curse now? I said, do you believe there's a curse now? The world is cursed. There's a big curse on the world. And And because of the curse, the nations are sick. Every nation is sick. Whether it is Japan, whether it is Angola, whether it is Nicaragua, whether it is New York, the nations are sick. Because there's a curse. So until the day of the the second coming of Christ, when the new Jerusalem comes, and the Bible says that then the tree, the leaves from the tree of life will be used to heal the nations, and there shall be no more curse. May I see you in the new Jerusalem? I say, may I see you in the new Jerusalem? Look, the world is sick. Take, take any country, and I can, you mention any country, and I'll mention the, the sickness that is in that country. Mention. 
Switzerland. Switzerland. They look very nice on the outside. But they have the number one suicide rate. Stress. Depression. And death. You would think that they have all this. Why are they killing themselves? It's a curse. You don't have what you think. If I get it, I'll be happy. They have it in their, their praise. Take Europe. There's a curse. There's a curse in Europe. The, 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 the vile affection and the evil inordinate affection. They are so cursed that now they don't, they've, they've moved at, you see, look at it. It was man, one man, one wife, originally. Then they went vile. Now one man, many women. Then they found that they cannot be satisfied with many women. Then they want to, one man, now they don't want women, they want one man, one, man to man. Have you seen that it's getting bad? Okay? Uh-huh. They may be, they, now it's even official. Then after one man to one man, they still are not satisfied. They are going for animals. Don't tell me this is not, there's no sickness. If this is not sickness, what is sickness? The world is cursed. Are you hearing me? Sickness. Take Africa. Africa has its own sickness. Africa is sick. I said, Africa has its own disease. Yeah. Corruption. One man can take the whole country's money. <laughs> One person, he can take the whole nation's money and go put it in the bank for he and his family. And you ask yourself that, how much can you eat in your lifetime? If you are not sick, you don't even think. This money that you have taken, can you even eat it for the rest of your life? Diseases. Africa has their own sickness and curses. Ebola. Comes and wipes the whole people. Are you hearing me? So, what about that? Take any country. Europe is sick. Europe is actually sick. You have to pray for Europe. I mean, every, almost every week there's a terrorist act in Europe. Almost every week. Almost every week you see terrorism. Almost every week. Don't tell me that it's not sick. Don't tell me that it's not a case. Hallelujah. So we live in a world that is sick. A world that is cursed. Hallelujah. And the Bible says, until that time, the new Jerusalem, when the nations shall be healed. Amen. I said amen. Yeah. So, what I want to share with you briefly is that even though a curse is on earth and the world is under a curse, you can stop the curse in your life. What did I say? What did I say? I said, what did I say? Yeah. You can store the curse in the world. You may see the curse around, but it will not affect you. If you understand it well. 
if you understand the powers that stop a case. Hallelujah. You see, that's what I, I am interested in solutions, not the problem. As for the problem, I can list the problems. The world is cursed. I can keep on saying one problem after the other. Hallelujah. But you, you have the power to stop the curse in your life. I say you have the power to stop the curse in your life. Like they say, you cannot stop a bird from flying over your head. But you can prevent it from what? You don't know that saying? I say you cannot stop a bird from what? But you can stop it from what? It means that if the bird makes a nest on your top of your head, you have allowed it. You have the power to stop the bird from making a nest. So even though there's a curse in the world, the world is cursed, you can stop. God has given Galatians. Galatians 3. He said that Galatians 3.13. Galatians 3.13. What does it say? Let's all read together. One, two, go. Has redeemed us from the curse of the law. Be made a curse for us. For it is written, Cursed is everyone that hangeth on a tree. Do you see it? There is a curse in the world. But Christ has redeemed us. Us. From the curse of the law. For it is written, Cursed is everyone that hangeth on the tree. Hallelujah. So if you are born again and you are saved and you have accepted Jesus Christ as your personal savior, then Jesus Christ has given you the ability and the power to overcome the curse. Christ has redeemed us. What does it mean to be redeemed? Huh? Set free or, or no, it's even a better, buy back. Buy back, redeem. It means you were once gone, but somebody bought you back. Hallelujah. It means you were once under a curse, but Christ has brought you out of it. And the Bible says, and there, for it is written, okay, for it is written, cursed is everyone that hangeth on the tree. Jesus Christ came to die for us. Hallelujah. Jesus Christ came to die for our sins. Amen. So even though he preached, he teached, he did miracles, none of that could save us. Hallelujah. Christ has redeemed us. Amen. Christ has redeemed us. Amen. So, how do you stop the power of a case in your life? You want to have to stop the curse in your life? Are you serious? Are you serious? Okay, let me begin with. See, let's look at the examples. Hallelujah. The first example I want to share with you is that one, the world, we are all cursed. Through the sin of Adam, we all were cursed to die, to go to hell. Okay? I said, okay. That's what it was. Then, God decided to save us. Hallelujah. Now, Shivon, how did God save you? How did God save you? God, God the Father, 
decided to save you? How did God the Father decide to save you? When he sent his son, Jesus Christ, to come and do what? To preach to you? To heal you? To do miracles for you? Though all things were good, but how did he save us? When he came to sacrifice his life on the cross. Hallelujah. That is why the Bible said, without the shedding of blood, there is no remission of sins. So the only way he brought us back is that God, you see, God saved us from the curse of going to hell by sacrificing his son. By doing what? By doing what? Yes. By sacrificing his son. So by bringing his son, you see, to come and die on the cross. That is why when he hung on the cross, he said, it is finished. The work is over. It is finished. I sacrificed my son. I brought my son to be killed by the cross. By the cross. So that the curse on mankind will end. So that they can, they have the opportunity to come back to me. God, that's what the Bible says, God reconciling the world to him through Christ. Hallelujah. So what I'm sharing with you this morning is that you can stop a curse from continuing by the power of sacrifice. That is how God demonstrated us. That by the sacrifice, by sacrificing my son, I carried my son to the cross and I sacrificed him so that the power, because curse is a law, it's a power, there's a power. When Adam sinned and the serpent came, a power was, look, a power was given to the devil. That's why Jesus, that is, listen, I don't know how much I can explain. You see, a power was given to the devil. Satan had some power. That is why when he came to Jesus Christ, he tempted him. He said, if thou be the son of God, bow down and I will give you the whole world. And the Bible calls it a temptation. Okay? Why is it a temptation? Why is it a temptation? You have not thought about it. Jessica, if you say reverend, if you say, Jessica, if you say reverend, um, you know, I want you to uh, sign this thing for me. Okay? And I'll pay you a million dollars tomorrow. Jessica says I should sign something for him. And he will, she's going to pay me a million dollars. Do you think it's a temptation? T tomorrow. Do you think it's a temptation? Why is it not a temptation? Because there's no way she has a million dollars. Today. Maybe in the future, but today. So you cannot tempt me with a million dollars. Right? Do you understand? I said, do you understand? But you can say, oh, Reverend, if you sign this for me, I'll buy you coffee. Would that be a temptation? Would that be a temptation? Why? Because she can buy me coffee. So you cannot, so the, the fact that the devil was, 
The Bible calls it the temptation of Jesus Christ. Means that the devil has the world. Otherwise, he cannot tempt Jesus Christ with it. Are you getting the revelation? Listen to me. You cannot tempt me with what you don't have. Are you hearing me? That is why even in our church, we tell her, look, if you're a boy, don't try and visit a girl alone. You can visit another boy alone because she cannot tempt you. Because she doesn't have a breast to tempt you. But when you visit a girl, because of her breast, she can tempt you. I'm preaching to you. I'm preaching. Don't go visit him alone. And say, he's taking me for a driving lesson. She's wearing some short skirts and her ties are showing. No, that would be... Because she has something that she can use to tempt you. But if you go driving with a boy, I mean, he's heartless. It will never tempt you. <laughs> I'm preaching to you. Let me continue. I don't have too much to say. Hallelujah. Yeah. So it's a temptation. So a power has been given to the devil. And the only way God, can, God broke that power was to sacrifice his only begotten son. So sacrifice brings an end to a curse. I say sacrifice brings an end to a curse. I say sacrifice brings an end to a curse. You can stop a curse in your life by sacrificing. That was Jesus Christ. God did that for us. Let's look at another person. Father Noah. Father Noah. Genesis 8. Verse 20 to 22. Genesis 8. The Bible says, and Noah. You see, once again, background. What is the background? The whole world sinned. The Bible said that in the days of Noah, there were vile affections. Drunkenness, married and being given into marriage. Buffoonery, fooling around. They didn't listen to God. So God cursed the well by sending a flood. 40 days and 40 nights. It rained until every living creature was dead. Save the ones who entered the ark. Is that the story? Is that the story? Is that the story of the ark? Okay, that's what happened. God cursed. There was a curse. So God drowned everything. Whether you could swim or you can't swim at that point. See, sometimes, even though you know how to swim, some river you can't cross. Are you hearing me? I do remember when my kids were young. When, I think we were going to Atlanta. And you know when you get on the plane, they give you the safety manuals to read what to do, what to do, what to do, what to do. And I think Kwame could read well. So he was laughing, I don't know whether you remember, he was laughing at Michael that Michael cannot read the instructions. So he will not know what to do. But he didn't know that Michael was more smarter. Michael said, he says when you fall into the river, you can't swim, so whether you can read or not. <laughs> That's intelligence, you see. Whether you can read or not, it says that why the thing, you cannot swim, so whether you can read or not, why the force of the water? Me who cannot read and you who can read, we are all the same. You can't swim. 
I, I love said this boy is smart. Yeah. <laughs> it's just like, look, at the end of the day, when I read it, <laughs> you can't swim, I can't swim. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> You're in the river. <laughs> Are you hearing me? That was a smart answer. No abundant and that was a case. And the, the rain upon the earth. 40 days and 40 nights. At that point, your swimming experience is useless. Hallelujah. So there was a curse. Everybody died. Amen. Then when the, when the water ceased, okay, when the water ceased, listen to, after that, when they came out of the boat, Noah builded an altar unto the Lord and took of every clean beast and offered and of every clean fowl and offered burnt offerings on the altar. Okay? He sacrificed. And the Lord smelled a sweet savor. And the Lord said in his heart, this is what God said. God said in his heart, I will not again do what? I want you to see that. I will not again do what? So do you, believe, so do you know that the flood was a curse? I said, do you know the flood was a curse? So God said, I will no longer do what? I will no longer curse the ground anymore for man's sake. For the imagination of man's heart is evil. Listen to me. Listen to me. God said, I will no longer do what? I will no longer do what? Why did he say that? I said, why did he say that? Because Noah did what? I said, because Noah did what? I said, because Noah did what? So God said, because of the sacrifice that Noah has made for me today, I won't curse the earth again. Sweet silver. Now, listen carefully, church. You, listen, okay? What caused God to curse the earth in the days of Noah? Huh? The sin of the world, right? What were they doing? They were drink. Were they drinking? I said, were they drinking? Are we drinking today? I said, are we drinking today? Are we drinking today? What else were they doing in Noah's day? They were fornicating. Are we fornicating today? I said, are we fornicating today? What did you say? A lot. What were you doing in Noah's days? Homosexuality, Sodom and Gomorrah. What, 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 Sodom and Gomorrah. What were you doing in homo, homo, Noah's days? Homosexuality, isn't it? Sodom and Gomorrah, isn't it? Are we doing the same today? I said, are we doing it today? Now it's even worse. In, in, in Noah's day, in Noah's day, it was against the law. Now it's legal. So what I'm trying to share with you, so if God caused a flood to flood the people of Noah because of what they were doing, don't you think that God has, the, the people in Noah's days, when they see that God has spared us, they'll be angry. Say, God, we did this, you flooded us. Why aren't you flooding New York? God, can you imagine the people of Sodom? They say, God, Sodom, God, you are not fair. God, you are not being fair. 
this and you killed, you killed us. Go, go look at San Francisco. Why you let them live free? Go to Vegas, God. Has God so so is are the people right? The people of Sodom and Gomorrah, are they right to say that God is not being fair to us? The same thing that we did, and you killed all of us. You flooded us. We died. Slow death. I died by drowning. And now they are doing worse. And they are living. God is not right. God is not fair. Are you, are you understand what I'm teaching? So, so, the only reason why the curse has been stopped, the only reason why the curse has been stopped on us, and that we are going strong, and the world has not been flooded, is because somebody sacrificed. The sacrifice of Noah block the case. I'm preaching to you. As I'm preaching to you. The sacrifice of Noah did what? I said the sacrifice of Noah did what? I said the sacrifice of Noah did what? Yeah. He broke it. So what I'm sharing with you this morning is that you can end a curse in your life by sacrifice. Because sacrifice releases power. I say sacrifice, that's what? You see, a curse is a force. You see? Let me demonstrate. I need two people. Um, go fast and uh, if you can demonstration, come to the stage. Examples, this is examples. Me, I'm here. Okay, um, I'm here, and then because of the things that I have done or my grandfather had done, or my auntie has done, or my cousin, or my wife, or my children have done. A law, which is a case, it's like, like overspeeding. You have oversped, so you have been caught with a speeding ticket. A case is a law. So suddenly, a law has been passed, which is the case, that I should die. So this is the, this is the case. Coming to, it's a, a force. Coming to, see, a law has been after, so he's coming to attach itself to me, so that I will die. You understand what I'm saying? So, but as he's coming, then I go and a sacrifice is like a lawyer or an attorney defense. I go and appeal to another force. Now look, I beg you, fight for me. Mm-hmm. What I am done, I am legal. This thing is legally uh, has every legal right to attack me. Mm-hmm. But please, sacrifice. I beg you, intercede for me. So I go and, because of the sacrifice, now let the curse come. You are coming. 
Push. Have you seen? A greater force. Let, let, let the cast turn around. Come this way. Sacrifice. Come on, block it. Block it. <laughs> yeah. Come and get. Well, now I'm here. Where's, where's he coming? Block it. Block it for me. It's close. It's close. <laughs> yeah. The sacrifice is the power that blocks the curse. Thank you very much, my two demonstrators. So you can end. Can I teach you? Can I show you one more script? I beg you. I have more to say, but look, this message, I have to continue the second service because it's something I want you to understand. Hallelujah. So can you see? Come back again. Come back again. Come back, come back again. The two of you. Now, so can you see this scripture? Can you see this scripture, which I'm going to show to you? Daniel, chapter 8, verse 11. No, stand on this side. Daniel, chapter 8, verse 11. It says, Yea, this is, you see, he's talking about the Antichrist or the devil. The Antichrist. Yea, he magnified himself even to the prince of the host. And by him, what happened? What happened? Was taken away. And the place of his sanctuary was, by him, the daily sacrifice was removed. And the place of his sanctuary was cast down, verse 12. And an host was given him against the daily sacrifice by reason of transgression and it cast down the truth to the ground and it prospered and prospered. The daily sacrifice one of the things that the Antichrist or the devil does is that he comes and removes the daily sacrifice. He comes and takes it away. Because he knows that when he takes away the daily sacrifice, he has removed the source of power. Because so long as there's so long as I have this on my side. Okay? Can I get a, just a demonstration? The Antichrist. <laughs> These are all demonstrations. They are all holy Christians. Come. Here, up till now, up, you see, up till now, she's trying to attack me. Keep on fighting. Do you understand? Do you understand? Slow, slowly, slowly. <laughs> now, when the Antichrist comes, okay, the Antichrist knows that the reason why I am safe, come closer, I'm not protected, is because of the daily sacrifice. So what the Antichrist will do is not to attack me, but he will come and remove the sacrifice. Remove it away. Now here I am. Now kill me. Sacrifice. <laughs> Have you seen? I am no longer, I am now defenseless because the Antichrist has come to remove the daily, the sacrifice. So power is gone. So power is gone. That is why if the devil wants to attack you, he'll tell you stop sacrificing. There's no need to come to church on a Friday because it's a sacrifice. 
There's no need to fast and pray because fasting is a sacrifice. There's no need to pray. There's no need to give. Don't give anything because giving is a sacrifice. There's no need to come early to arrange for the instruments because coming early is a sacrifice. Anything to do with sacrifice, he will stop it so that you lose your power. Anything. Because he knows that so long as you sacrifice, power is on your side. So his main aim, you don't have to go for rehearsal. It's too much. Because rehearsal is a sacrifice. You don't have to come leave Pennsylvania early morning to come to church. It's a sacrifice. You don't have to. Oh, you can pray, but don't fast. Because fasting is a sacrifice. When you fast, it means you are sacrificing your food. You don't have to pay your tithe. No, 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 no. no. They have too much money because paying tithe is a sacrifice. Are you hearing me, church? So, his aim is to fight. Take it away. You don't even have to come to church on every Sunday. Just stay in your room and watch television. After all, you are preaching the gospel on TV. Why do you have to take a bus? Why do you have to come and sit in a church? You can hear the same sermon on TV. Why come to church? Because taking the subway and the bus to church is a sacrifice. So anything to do with sacrifice, he will take it away. To remove the daily sacrifice. Because the power is in the sacrifice. The power is in the sacrifice. The case has been released, but the sacrifice will block it. The reason why we are still alive is because Noah sacrificed. Because the thing that they were doing, we are doing more. Are we doing more? So the only reason why we are saved is by the sacrifice. That is why I want to share with you that don't remove the daily sacrifice. Don't allow the devil to take away the daily sacrifice. Don't stop praying. Don't stop coming for rehearsals. Don't stop coming for weekday service. Don't stop praying. All those things require sacrifice. Sacrifice. Don't stop giving. Don't stop supporting healing Jesus. Today is healing Jesus Sunday. It's also, oh, oh, giving is a form of sacrifice. Solomon's sacrifice. Don't stop it. Because Satan will tell you it's not necessary. But when, what he's trying to do is to take away the power. Stand up to your feet. Hallelujah. Thank you. Yeah, you sing, so we sing, yeah? Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Holy Spirit. So pray. Let's spend a few minutes praying. Pray for yourself that nothing will stop you from... Sac- pray for yourself that nothing will stop you. Nothing will stop you from losing your sacrifice. Your daily sacrifice. That the devil cannot take away the daily sacrifice. No, 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 no. Because from today, you have seen that it is the source of your power. It is the source of your power. Satan, you cannot tell me not to come to church. Satan, you cannot tell me not to go for rehearsal. Satan, you cannot tell me not to give. I, I, I make a resolution, a purpose in your heart that you will not allow the devil to take away the daily sacrifice. Oh God. Holy Spirit, thank you, Holy Spirit. Yes, Lord. Oh, Lord. Forgive me. Forgive yes. Some of us, that should be our prayer. Because we have let the sacrifice go away. I have 
we don't come for services anymore we don't come for weekday service we don't do outreach anymore we don't pray anymore we don't give anymore but today today marks the end of God because we see I see my wrong I've allowed the devil to take away my sacrifice Oh Jesus. And in my eyes and with my soul. Oh, oh Lord, be magnified. Oh Jesus. Oh Lord. I won't stop going for rehearsals. I will not stop arranging in the church. I will not stop. Coming to a weekday service. I will not stop coming to pray all night. I will not stop giving, supporting the work of God. Oh, I will not let the source of power be removed. Oh, Holy Spirit, thank you. church oh God I will not stop no I will not stop oh God oh working in your house Lord I will stop giving to your church and I will not stop working in your house oh God I will not let the daily sacrifice be removed thank you Holy Spirit yes it is Satan who says it is not stop it it is Satan who says that it's too much. It is Satan who says you are wasting your time. It is Satan who says you have done enough. Let others continue. You've done enough. All that he's trying to do is to take away the sacrifice. So that the power will be lost. So he keeps on saying you have done enough. You've done your part. Let others continue. After all, you're not the only person who should do it. No. Because he knows that so long as you you continue with the daily sacrifice. He has no power over you. Amen. This morning with every eye closed and every head bowed. God sent his son. Jesus Christ. To come and die on the cross for you and I. So that. The case. Of going to hell will be removed. This morning, don't let the devil lie to you that it's not necessary. You, it is necessary. You need Jesus Christ. You need him. You need to be saved. If you have not done it before, today is the opportunity. You see, the Bible said that if you believe in your heart, one, you must believe in your heart. Two, you must confess with your mouth. And three, it must be done publicly, not in your bedroom. Publicly publicly. If you do these three things, you will be saved. So if you have not done it before, you, you have not believed in your heart, you have not spoken in your mouth, today you didn't do it in public. Today, you have an opportunity to do it so that 
the sacrifice of Jesus Christ will work for you. So please, with every eye closed and every head bowed, I just want to say, give you an opportunity to do it. Because today is, is an opportunity for you. Today, you have a chance to get it right. There is room at the cross for you. There is room get it right. At the cross Believe in your heart. Say it with your mouth and do it in public. If you have not done this, this is a public gathering. It's a public gathering. So with every eye closed and every head bowed, lift up your hand so you can do it. I want you to do it. I want you to do it. If you haven't done it before. If you have not done it before. If you have not done it before. Do it today. Do it today. If you've never done it, this is your chance to do it. If you have never done it, this is your chance. Because there's room for you. If you have not done it, this is your chance. Oh God. Thank you Lord. Believe in your heart. Speak with your mouth. And let it be done in public. If you have not done it, then lift up your hand. Today is your opportunity for you to do it. Father, we thank you this morning for salvation. Thank you for the sacrifice that Jesus Christ made for us. Thank you that the power to stop curse, which is the daily sacrifice, will not be removed from our life. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Put your hand together. We hope you've been blessed. For copies of this message or other such messages, please write to us at tapes and publications at yahoo.com.